Hello and welcome to a Sideways Life podcast. We're in the middle, we're almost to the end of our Podmas season. We're at day 19 of Podmas. Podmas, it is, well, it's 25 days, day 1 to 25. It's like an advent calendar, just with us behind the door. It's like our gift to you. So you're getting our wit, you're getting our voices. And don't worry, we did keep the receipt. You will get your socks next year. <laughs> so give us a give us the song we're talking about today and the subject, Leanne. Yes, so so today we're talking about volunteering, how you can volunteer as an expat, British nomad, give back. Tis, tis the season and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the song this week is a little, this week, I wish. What day is this? 19? <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks? Anyway, today the song is a new song. So our, the other one's on our playlist. If you look on Spotify for a sideways Christmas, um, you will see that our songs have been the usual popular songs. This one has actually been newly released um, for Christmas 2021. It's by a guy called Tom Walker. And it's called For Those Who Can't Be Here. Um, as you can imagine from the track, it's based on the loved ones that we've lost. Um, he actually wrote it when he lost his granddad last Christmas. Um, so he's wrote it for, for other people who are feeling feeling that empty chair this year. Um, the nice thing about Tom as well is that he is, all the proceeds from streams and downloads of the song are being donated to the Samaritans. Very nice, very nice. So today we are talking about volunteering, but specifically, how do you volunteer as an expat? Now, just to give you a bit of context, the Samaritans is very close to our heart Mm -hmm. because, Leanne, why? Because that's how we met. We both Mm. volunteered for the Samaritans, Manchester and Salford Samaritans, for about five, six years Mm -hmm. before we left the UK. Um, So it quite literally gave me my life. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, and so uh, weirdly, because I'm a bit older than Leanne, but I t- I was I um, arrived as a newbie, and Leanne was kind of my supervisor on uh, on my first live shift, where we uh, ended up speaking to someone. Well, we won't go into that story, but it was a fairly serious call. Mm-hmm. Um, Leanne guided me through that, which was cool. And then afterwards, I was like, "Hey, um, what are you doing later, love?" You wish that's what happened. That's actually not what happened. We had an awkward, like, you'll have actually moment outside <laughs> the, the centre and then didn't talk to each other again for six months. But um, but that's not the point. The point is, without Samaritans, uh, we wouldn't have met each other. We wouldn't have this incredible life. Um, and it was such a, a great organisation to be part of as well. I mean, one thing I'd just like to raise awareness for the Samaritans, if you've never heard of it, it is a helpline in the UK and around the world as well, actually. And it helps people who are experiencing suicidal thoughts and feelings. Um, So it is in the bracket of suicide prevention. Um, It is really a listening service. It's not about talking people in or out of anything. It's really just to help them offload, help them understand how they're feeling about their own lives and things that are happening within it. So it is an incredible charity. Um, The other thing as well, if you are aware of the Samaritans, um, you may think it's a big national, international charity. The reality is that each branch is actually its own independent organization as such um and i actually have to pay fees to the the main branch almost like a franchise Mm -hmm. i guess um so your local samaritans branch is completely locally funded they don't receive any central funding um so if you ever do donate the samaritans be sure to donate that check uh to your local branch definitely and if you're ever if you have been in manchester in the uk 
and yet you've ever driven past the Samaritans on Oxford Road, then you'll see there's a milkshake bar underneath. And Leanne and I were on the committee uh, whilst we negotiated that lease, which also which made that charity, as far as I'm aware, um, well, when we left, Manchester was then free and clear in that the rent from that paid for their expenses. Financially so sustainable as exactly. long as that unit is let, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. So we thought, oh, let's no. talk to some people who are expats, because we can't, vol well, no, we can't, we don't volunteer right now. A couple of reasons. First of all, it's the longest place we've been in one place, so in, in Croatia. Uh, so definitely now we've come to Christmas and our thoughts turn to, to volunteering. Mm -hmm. But also, Samaritans don't allow you to do things sort of remotely. No. Um, well, they didn't at the time. Um, because you need a support network. So, um, yes, you do. You absolutely do. And you do. You do. Um, so we thought, let's just reach out and find out who does do remote um, or volunteering as an expat. And we yeah. found three people, didn't we, Leah? We did. Three very cool people. And I think just to help us with some ideas, because it's kind of on our resolution list for 2022 is to actually find out how we can start to volunteer and give back a bit more actively. We do what we can. We donate when we find ourselves with a little bit of extra cash. We, um, you know, we'll buy the extra bag of food or tin food at the supermarket when they, you know, they have the, the drives and things like that. But 2022, we'd like to get more active. So to help us find some ideas, we reached out to our lovely expat community and we have three, don't we? We do. So I will just tell you, we've got Joe Lilly, who's really interesting, American, who's now living in Croatia. Uh, then we've got Kath Wilkinson, who is um, a lovely woman who is from Manchester, um, who lives in Croatia for a lot of the year. And then a lady called Olga, and I'm going to have a go at your surname, Olga. I've got down here, um, <laughs> Snociako, Snociako. <laughs> I'm so sorry, that's clearly not right. We, we tried, Olga, we tried. Um, so we're going to hear each one of those have recorded a little bit about what they do. So who do you want to start with? Let's start with Olga. Okay, so here is Ol what Olga does, a little bit of background and why she does it. Hi, my name is Olga Soshnikova and I'm from Russia. Uh, I live uh, in Pula, Croatia, and I came from the town called Podolsk, which is situated 16 kilometers from Moscow, the main uh, city of Russia, the capital. And I've been living in Pula for 12 years now, and uh, I love it so, so much. My volunteering story in Croatia has started um, probably... Uh, during the third year while living here, when I got familiar with people around me and when I was speaking Croatian fluently. And at the beginning, as I remember, it was simple things like cleaning some of the dog shelters and uh, buying food for the dogs. Then I got involved into uh, the community. They call it Udruga here which is helping women with breast cancer. And I was helping them to organize the events, which they create. It's mostly uh, runs, running events, walking events. So I was helping in that field. As my basic education is um, medical education. I'm a doctor, I'm a gynecologist, uh, whether I'm not working as a doctor here in Croatia. But um, this was the cause why I have created the first, the very first online fitness program. Uh, I can't even say it was a fitness program. It was a health program which helped people to find the way to live a healthier, better and happier life. So within this project, which uh, was on the run for almost four years, I did a very big um, 
charity project which have uh, united 10 different communities udrugas uh which uh, trusted in us and uh, let us cooperate with them the idea of the project was that people uh were enrolling themselves into the fitness program into this health program which I had better me hrvatska was the name and with buying the tickets uh for the program they were helping to the organizations and why do i volunteer uh i'm very much involved into the, into the community where i live and uh I love being helpful. I love to help and I feel better myself while helping other people. I think it's very uh, common reason for everyone who volunteers. I feel better when I help and it gives me energy. It gives me um very nice feedback. I feel myself a better person and this is something everyone love to feel, right? Wow, she does a lot. <laughs> she does do a lot. And to be fair, there was probably about another three or four minutes of other stuff she does. She's, um, if you look, if you ever, well, if you ever see her, if you are in the group, if you're in the Istrian um, expats group and you see her, then you'll see that she actually, she's on there most days doing something incredible. Amazing lady. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very inspiring. And I think as well, it's nice to think about how you can give back in terms of what you do as a professional. How could you turn that into something charitable or giving back to your community? That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think there's, I guess you always just think about volunteering as quite traditional things, but actually there are so many different ways to get back to your community. There really are, which is a really nice segue onto um, Joe Lilly. Um, are you okay there? She's Leanne's trying to cover a sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk for a little bit while you sneeze. Uh, so Joe Lilly, he's an American who now lives in Croatia um, and he's done something a little bit different, uh, which you're going to hear right now. Hi, my name is Joe Lilly. I'm an American who immigrated to the small village of Tisno in the beautiful country of Croatia. My wife and I have lived here about four and a half years. And when we moved here to this little village, we wanted to be able to become part of the village, not just uh, exist here. So we started looking for volunteering um, opportunities. And... um, The best place that we've found to start out with that is go to the local library. And our local library is very active. Uh, so we went there and it was close to Christmas time. So we um, donated and, and helped um, transport gifts to uh, an orphanage about an hour and a half away from us, uh, which was very rewarding and uh, very emotional, as you can imagine. Uh, after that, um, the library asked me if I'd be willing to teach some English classes to young uh, students. Pretty much, we didn't really have an age group, but it was between four and ten years old. And it was wonderfully fulfilling as well. And my wife taught computer skills to middle-aged and older people uh, through the library as well. Um, some other opportunities that weren't really there in an organized fashion What we kind of made up is we wanted to start cleaning the beaches, so we went to the garbage uh, company, garbage pickup company, and they donated bags, and they said, take a picture and email it to them or text it to them, and they would come pick up the full bags once we got the garbage picked up. Um, some other opportunities that uh, came up just because of COVID or local earthquakes, things like that, were We started, we we asked a neighbor if we could borrow a piece of his land to grow vegetables on for some of the underprivileged people in the next village over. Um, 
And we've had uh, quite a few earthquakes here in Croatia in the last uh, year and a half, some of them devastating and deadly, and um, where folks lost everything, including their homes. So um, my wife actually helped pack up and drive over some of the belongings, some of the essentials to these people. Um, and then, of course, uh, the local animal shelter is always a great place. I went there uh, with my photography equipment. Uh, I'm not a professional photographer, but I love dogs and I love taking pictures. So I took, um, I photographed the dogs for their upcoming uh, end of the year or beginning of the year calendar. And um, that's how we have uh, kind of fit into our nice little village here in Croatia. So Joe is pretty cool. I think you'll agree. Um, really laid back guy. He just comes across as just someone who goes, oh, well, you know, I just go and take photos of dogs and clean up the beaches. But I don't really say much about it. He's uh, and very low key. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just really, really cool guy. I'd, I'd like, Joe, if you're listening, we'd like to meet you. Let's, let's have a coffee one day. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I've heard of that one before, actually, the kind of cleaning up um, rubbish from, from the beaches. I think that's a, a really great idea. Um, and again, just having that that ingenuity to just be like, right, how can I help? Um, and I feel, I must admit, I do feel a little bit like I've I've been a bit self-indulgent the last few years. Like, as we said at the top, like, we've, we understand the importance of charity and volunteering and we've personally and professionally got a lot out of the time that we gave to Samaritans um yeah 20 I mean we knew this anyway but 2022 we really need to get our fucking Austin gear on we really do the last one is Kath uh, Wilkinson um who is originally from Manchester area um and um and what she does is you'll, you'll I don't want to spoil it because at the end you will you'll hear her say something which I think resonated definitely with us and hopefully with you mm-hmm. so here's Kath Hello, I'm Kath and I'm from Manchester, England, but spend as much time as possible in Medellin, Croatia. I volunteer for a UK-based charity called The Silver Mine, which was set up to provide support for people as they get older. As we all know, there are times when we all feel isolated, lonely and perhaps a bit bored. These feelings can increase as we age, so the charity provides telephone-based support, which makes it ideal for people like me to help. I applied to be a telephone friend in 2017 and was eventually matched in 2018 with a lovely 87-year-old lady called Beryl who lives in the east of England. All I have to do is to make regular weekly calls to Beryl to simply have a chat. For me personally, it's been a great experience as we chat about a lot of different things. Her stories about her experiences during World War II are amazing and really bring a period of history that I'm interested in to life. Of course, I'm a a naturally helpful person as well, but I've always enjoyed the company of older people. The great thing is that I can carry out this friendship role from anywhere in the world, as long as I phone Beryl at 10am UK time each Wednesday. I think volunteering is great, but I think the thing that is very important is to volunteer for something you're interested in, whether it's people, animals or causes. That way you definitely get more out of it. Oh, I miss Kath. Yeah. We know Kath. I miss her voice. I miss her energy. I miss... She's such a lovely, lovely woman. She really is. She's really cool. Um, and uh, and her husband, Dave. We can't forget Dave. Oh, Dave too, right, Dave? 
But yeah, and I think the, the thing I was alluding to, the thing I was alluding to, that sounded like such a rubbish sentence. <laughs> what I was alluding to at the beginning was that she said that if you are going to volunteer, find something which you're already interested mm. in. Um, if you love dogs, vol perhaps volunteer for a dog charity. If you love cats, perhaps volunteer for a cat charity. Hello, Melissa. Um, if you, you know, Kath was interested and loves talking, spending time with older people. Is that why she married Dave? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Only joking, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, Dave's going to save up that slap for you until he, <laughs> he comes back. Um, yeah, so, um, so yeah, find something that does interest you um, and, uh, and go for that. Because if you don't, you're just not going to be, you're just not going to continue it. I mean, just to give you... True. Sorry, Leanne. No, I, I'm just agreeing, Karen. Um, I, th I think... One of the reasons why we both, because we've both done lots of volunteering stuff, and um, like I listened to children tell, I read, no, I was it? I listened to kids reading to me in school, in primary school, in, um, I wasn't in primary school, they were, um, in Salford. And I did that for a term, but it was a bit like, well, I'm not really into kids. So, you know, and then I did some mentorship for some older kids, and that was pretty cool. But the real thing which I really enjoyed was the Samaritan stuff, because mm. it's all about listening. And despite the fact that I'm talking at 144 words per minute right now, actually, if you meet us, I think we're both pretty good listeners. Mm. And it's amazing, the power of listening, you know, it's... Sorry, what, what? <laughs> oh, lol. It's such a simple thing to do, yet surprisingly not very many people are good at it. Um, and I think when you do find somebody who is good at listening, you end up telling them, just in day-to-day -day lives, you end up telling them everything. And that's how Samaritans works as well, just giving, giving someone the space, just absorbing the silence with more silence, just letting it be there. Um, it makes such a difference. And, and that as a skill has really helped us as well in terms of our career, like as consultants, be amazing how many conversations we'll have with clients and and they'll be you know just like oh i just need to have a quick chat i've just got an issue with something i could use your advice on you're like yeah sure sure 10 minutes barely say a word apartment oh right okay mm -hmm. yeah and what, 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 what do you what do you think and then they'll finish the call and i'll be like that's so, thank you so much that's such great advice thank you it's like i didn't say anything you came to your own conclusions i just gave you the headspace to explore those thoughts and feelings so i think as well you know and like we were saying the other day this time of year can be tough for some people. If you are meeting someone or chatting to someone you haven't haven't spoken to for a while, just give them give them some space to to really just you know chat. Absolutely, and I think that if you are in the UK and you are looking for somewhere to volunteer in 2022, do think about the Samaritans. If it's that's incredible. Your, if nothing else, as Leanne said, the training. I mean, don't just do it for the training because there are a few people who do it for the training, and that's not cool because all the trainers are also volunteers and um, and unpaid. Um, but I mean, just to give you an example then, so I was um, I was in Manchester Prison, the old Strangeways, um, and I spent some time going in there, um, which was such an amazing... Not as a prisoner, to be <laughs> clear. <laughs> you said, I spent some time in Manchester Prison. I was in the big house. <laughs> uh, we both um, know you wouldn't have got out alive if that was the game. I'm too pretty. I'm too pretty. Um, but no, the... Um, 
Um, but that was that was a great experience being a listener in there or being supporting the listeners in there. We both you were on the selection team, I was in the training team. That was cool. So that apart from the actual doing the actual listening, there's so much more. Like I was the chairman of the board for a little while. You were on the board. Yeah, I did fundraising on the committee for a little while. That was fun. And I tell you what, when I went for um, I went for a job interview when I first went into welfare to work. No experience in welfare to work at all. Um, and honestly, my entire interview, my prep, like how I can apply my psychology knowledge and and the stuff I'd done before in HR and and the only thing the HR manager who interviewed me wanted to talk about with the Samaritans that's the only thing because for him that was like that means you've got empathy it means that you can listen and it means that you know how to connect with people who are in need and there's it's honestly I can't I can't like express how much that charity changed and impact our lives and I think if you are feeling a bit lost in terms of knowing how to spend your time, maybe you don't have to work. You're in a privileged position where you don't have to. Maybe you're trying to figure out what you want to do and you've got some extra time on your hands. It's Volunteering is actually a, probably a really good way to, to learn new skills, to try your skills, to meet new people, to make connections. And as Elle said, don't don't just do it for that reason. But if you also want to, you're looking for that opportunity anyway, this is a whole load of benefits that I didn't realize were even, even on offer. And as well, you know, if you are out there and you are feeling a bit alone, um, suicidal feelings and thoughts isn't an easy thing to speak about, but we all, a lot more people have them than we'll ever understand um and we know from speaking to various people in our lives and our communities that you know it is it is something that, that happens and people feel this way if you are feeling that way you're not alone um the samaritans also offers as well a phone service a text and email service as well so if you're not in the uk you'll still be able to access that so we will leave a link on the show notes absolutely Right, guys, I think we'll call it a day there. But if you do end up volunteering for something, let us know. That'd be lovely. Yeah, definitely. And likewise, if there's any events happening that you think we should get involved in, let us know. And before we go, I just want to apologize for my mood yesterday. <laughs> I listened back to that podcast and was like, wow, she angry. <laughs> so sorry about that. I'm, um, I'm feeling much better. Thank you for asking. Um, and hopefully we'll call my... That side of Leanne, let's call her Lois. Right, okay. Hopefully Lois won't be around for a long time. No, it's funny because Lois seems to appear sort of roughly every month or every four <laughs> weeks. Only for a day, but... <laughs> Can't Maybe. work it out. Can't work it out. All right, guys, a, um, we will leave it there and we will see you tomorrow for day 20. I'll be honest, I'm loving doing these, but I'm going to enjoy not having to do one every single day. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is that we only really have four more ideas to think of because let's know we're phoning Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Christmas Day, we're going to do it from bed. Yeah. We'll be like, all right, guys, yeah, happy Christmas. Bye. <laughs> Talking of bye, should we say goodbye? Bye. Say goodbye, Leanne. Bye. Bye. <laughs>